what is a correct decision and i think very importantly it's all going to come down to which version judge masipa then decides is the one that she accepts as the most plausible of all that was presented to her we join on the line now by attorney uh, tyron maseko who is a criminal lawyer he's also at the north gauteng high court thanks for speaking to us this morning tyrone my pleasure now you know looking at what could potentially happen today when judge masipa sits down i mean she will of course go through um what was presented to her but what are some of the potential verdicts that she could put out there okay so when one is talking about verdicts in this particular case i think we're looking at a possibility of four really uh on the murder charge which is the main charge a premeditated murder charge it's either oscar pistorius is convicted of premeditated murder which carries a minimum sentence of life in prison so that would mean that oscar pistorius wouldn't qualify for uh, for parole until he has spent about 25 years in jail, minimum. Um, but I don't think that that's a really uh, a prospect in this case, simply because the state didn't really show or prove premeditation in this matter. Sure, they tried, but I'm not convinced that they actually uh, were able to prove the premeditation element. Now, if the court finds that premeditation has not been proven in this matter, then the alternatively, the court would say, well, all the legal requirements the factors required to prove murder otherwise have been showed and are present in this case in which case we'll convict you of common law murder which does not really carry a minimum sentence and that is left to the discretion of the court if if the court finds that well the prosecution fails to prove intention is this matter then we're looking at a possibility of culpable homicide if oscar pistorius acted negligently so if he didn't observe the reasonable man's standard and he didn't adhere to it or live up to that standard then he could be convicted of culpable homicide or he could be acquitted and of course you know watching all of this and we are beset by what happens in uh, the u.s legal system given what we consume on tv and other forms of media one of the things that stuck out for me tyrone was the absence of a motive or at least what i thought was uh, you know proving conclusively a motive for why he went out because and i found that very disturbing because otherwise it means that this guy just lost it went out and shot at someone someone he claims to love well it's a good observation it's a good question and that's why even though strictly speaking in legal terms we don't really speak of motives so when we look at the elements of what is it that the state is required to prove in order to sustain a, a charge of murder motive is not one of them however if you were able to present a motive a reason why someone would want to do a particular thing so for example if uh, not applicable in this case but let's take an extreme example let's say you wanted to kill your wife because you wanted to claim the uh, insurance money then there's a motive then you've got a reason then you can say this person actually planned this thing there was premeditation and it's in that situation that we can start talking about premeditated murder but in this case the state really had difficulty to try with the whatsapps but they really couldn't find the smoking gun but they, that does not necessarily mean that he's not guilty of murder because remember mm. that motive is not a requirement to convict someone of murder the only besides all the other elements, other elements which we accept are are present in this case they are common cause such as unlawfulness the killing all of those are present the one this whole case centered around whether oscar pistola said the intention to kill and that intention goes to murder 
Mm. And, and, and how does that then impact on the judge's ultimate decision? Look with her. I mean, she's been presented with so much evidence and it's such a difficult job uh, because what you then require to do as a judge is to sit with all that evidence. First of all, try and work out uh, or portion credibility and reliability to the various witnesses. Once you've determined that and uh, weigh up uh, the evidence or apportion weight to the evidence, how important is the evidence in the grand scheme of things? Now, the, the difficulty then comes in trying to tie all of this. What does this evidence mean? If I accept that there were screams before there were gunshots, of course, there are uh, differing accounts of this, mm. either for the state or the defense. But if I listen to this and I accept this witness testimony, that actually, yes, she's a reliable reliable and credible witness. And she says that she had screams and those screams by, 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 by a woman before she had gunshots then that would mean that actually this person, Oscar Pistorius, knew that it is possibly River Stenkamp behind the door and then proceeded to fire. Then that would be murder because that would mean he had the direct intention of actually shooting her. So so it's all those things that the judge has to go through with the learned assessors uh, looking at the evidence because she cannot just surmise and, 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 and say what she thinks happened. She has to rely and, she, and that's what she, she'll do in this matter. She'll actually refer to specific instances and tell us, I believe this witness. She was a good witness. She's got no mm. reason to lie. And this evidence is significant for X reason. I don't accept so-and-so's uh, account because I think they're unreliable or they were liar or quite frankly, they could have been mistaken for X, Y reasons. So she's got to give reasons as to why she finds in a particular way. She can't just say, well, I accept so-and-so's uh, testimony without giving us reasons. Well, on the forum at 8 this morning, looking at uh, the Oscar Pistorius trial in anticipation of judgment being handed down in the North Gauteng High Court uh, later this morning by Judge Togozile Masipa. And uh, we invite your calls 0891-104-208. And we're speaking to Tyrone Maseko, who's an attorney, criminal lawyer, and he is at the North Gauteng High Court as well. But uh, they're very important because their role is this. They have to assist the court in dealing with uh, with factual testimony. So there'll be a lot of discussions between, I mean, they're in the fortunate position that they can actually discuss the matter with, uh, with the learned judge because nobody else, absolutely nobody else can discuss the matter with the judge, but they can. So they would assist the court in that regard as regards factual findings. But what they cannot do is they cannot make findings of law. Only the judge can make findings of law. And um, with regard, he wanted to know how much weight do you think, you know, their input will carry in the judge's final verdict? It's very difficult to say. It's, it's not like the judges ever refer to the input of the assessors when they deliver judgment. They simply deliver judgment as they see things. And for all intents and purposes, it sounds as if they made the decision alone. So they don't really take us into their comfort or we don't really privy to what happens behind the scenes, discussions in chambers with, with, with Leonard assessors, unfortunately. So it's difficult to say how much weight, uh, in, you know, to apportion an appropriate... Um, uh, weight to the input in this process. Suffice it to say that it is significant, I think. This weekend, 